We have to keep the church strong. We need to learn to guide, to be guided and disciplined daily by the Spirit of God. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to sit there because that's what we're talking about today. We, we need to, to learn to be guided daily by the Spirit of God. You see, if, 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 if you lose that guidance, something else will guide you. If you lose that guidance, something else will speak to you. And if you lose that guidance, you lose the worthy of the day. But when you keep to the guidance, the day becomes worthy. Because worthy is he who is always with you and he will never forsake you. He will live with you through all times. So we must understand that there is a power that we need to have daily. There is a way we should discipline ourselves to be guided by a certain spirit daily. Because if we don't let the spirit guide us, then something else comes in that makes us become weak in many ways. So, so we need to teach ourselves that. So I'm going to read a scripture for you in Romans 8 verse 9. Romans 8 and in verse 9. It says, however, you are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the spirit. You're controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the spirit. So, so basically, every time we say sin, uh, people shrug off. Because sin sounds such an, uh, uh, a harsh word to many people, to many Christians. If, if I say you're sinful, you become, you become irritated or you become offended. Because no one wants to be called sinful. Because we're all trying not to be sinful. But you see, sin is, 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 not, is not the action. Sin, sin is missing the instruction. Because when you miss the instruction, then anything else happens after that. So, so what Paul was saying was that you're not controlled by spiritual forces that drive you into sinfulness. You're not controlled by that. Even if you fall into sin, you must remember that you're not controlled by that. You're not. And this is what he was saying. He says, however, you, you are not controlled by the sinful nature, by, by the spirit. If the spirit of God lives in you, which it does, if the Spirit of God lives in you. So, if the Spirit of God lives in you, it is the one that controls you. So, that means you either let it control you or you don't. But if it lives in you, its desire is to control you. And, and the Spirit of God lives in you. Why? Because you are Christ-like. Why? Because you're a Christian. You've chosen to be led by the Spirit. So, give it the right to lead you. Jesus understood, God understood that he created you in his image and he wanted you to be his, his image, his true image. But Satan, Satan knew that that, that that could not happen because he has to do something to destroy God's creation. So he brought up other spirits, other demonic powers, other forces to try and fight what God wants you to be. And it's a warfare. This side God is telling you that you must live by my spirit. Because I'm giving you a choice. Because if you don't, another spirit will guide you. So fight. It's a warfare. I understand you go through trials and tribulations. I understand you go through temptations. I understand you go through all that you go through. But try and do more of the spirit more than of the flesh. Just try. I'm not judging you. There's no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. I am not judging you. Just try to push. That's all I'm asking you. And that's what Paul is saying. And says, if the spirit of God lives in you, that's how it should be. And if, one, if, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. So, so if, you, if you don't have Christ in you, 
then you don't belong to Christ, but you have Christ in you. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. I'm grateful. I have Christ in me. Or say like you have joy. Say neighbor. I'm grateful that I have Christ in me. It's such a joy that you have Christ in you. Because every time there's warfare, a Christ spirit begins to speak inside of you. Every time there's challenges, a Christ spirit begins to speak in you. Even when you go through the valleys of the shadow of death, a Christ spirit speaks into you. Even when you're stepping on the wrong side of your life, a Christ spirit speaks into you. You're so grateful that Christ chose you. That Christ loves you. And, and you must be aware that there's going to be a war for every day because, like I said last week, you're a chosen person. And chosen people always get amazing attacks. Amazing attacks. Just because you're chosen. Because the test of that Christless in you must be tested. It must be tested. Satan will come and test it. Sometimes we fail. But sometimes we win. But you see, when you're writing an exam, they, they, they pass you. They will tell you that if you just hit 50%, you pass. Because they know it's a struggle to read and understand everything they've taught you. But if you just get to 50%, we'll pass you. So when you get 78%, you celebrate. When you get 90%, you celebrate. And those who were fundies who could get 100%, well, you walked with your head high. But this is what God is saying. I just want to pass you. Just try and pass every day. Let the spirit lead you every day. So at least you can say, okay, I think today I got 50% I passed. The spirit of God leading you. Now that word spirit, it means puma in Greek, which is Holy Spirit. It means a Christ spirit. It also means mental disposition. So understand this. <clears throat> so Christians must be led by the spirit of Christ. When you look at the human spirit, most times we are looking at one, our intellect. When you're talking about the spirit, like, 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 like how do I define my spirit? What is it that my spirit is like? Because the spirit is the Holy Spirit. The spirit is the spirit of Christ. But it is also described as mental disposition. So it means that we're also looking at your intellect. Your ability to reason and understand objectively every day. See, you, you, you must... Have the ability to reason and understand objectively every day in your life, in your marriage, with your children, with the people you work with, with the community you live in, with the things you do. You must have the ability to reason. See, some people don't want to reason. Some, some people are so impossible to reason with. They don't want to understand reason. But when you have the spirit of Christ, your reasoning becomes something else. Your understanding objectively becomes under, uh, something else. Two, you have to understand your emotions. Our feelings derive from our circumstances, you know, and our mood and, 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 and the relationship we have with others. That's where um, our emotions are are normally working and, and reason up. So, so when our emotions are working, they need to be guided by a certain spirit. So when, 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 when you're in a certain mood, your emotions change. And, and some people, when you see the mood, you know it's a no-go area. Because just when you say one thing, uh, honestly, it just turns out to be something else. See, the relationship we have with others, our emotions are, are in it. 
You know, when, when you're really greeting somebody at church and you're saying good morning and, and, and some emotional thing is playing at the back of your hand and you're not really saying good morning. At the back of your hand you're saying something else. What are you doing here this morning? But your face is saying good morning. So we not compete because something is not governing us. Something is not judging us. Something is not making us become the people we need to be because we need to be guided by a certain spirit every day in our lives so that we're complete in everything that we do. And, and, and the third thing we look at is our fears. You know, the alarms caused by anxiety. The alarms caused by apprehension. Fear of something bad that's going to happen in a day uh, when you don't know what's going to come and what's going to happen, the concerns we have, the despair, the dismay. Those things rise up in us every day and, and then it changes our spirit attitude. So when, when the, spirit of take, take, the spirit of fear takes over, everything is canceled. Well, once you start to fear in a day, everything is canceled. Everything is canceled because you've let fear take over. So, do you see how important it is for you to train yourself to be led by the Christ spirit that is given in you? So that you can be able to control that person that you are. That they can pass the day with flying colors because of Christ in them. Even with all the challenges that are around you. Our, our passions powerful emotions, passionate about something. Some people have a passion to hate. But our passions, they're all different. What is your passion? What, is, what are you passionate about? See, somebody, somebody just comes to church with a passion to destroy. With a passion to destroy. With a passion of hate. With a passion of gossip. So, so you got you got to pull somebody at the corner of the church and talk about somebody and downgrade them, and then and then we all raise our hands in church and say, "Holy, holy, hallelujah, amen, hallelujah." And I tell you, those people that are bad inside, they speak so loudly at church. They have the loudest amens. They, they jump from one corner to the other. They want the world to see them. That they, they've got Christ in them. And there's no Christ at all. But it is that God is looking for a church and the people filled with the Christ spirit. Imagine if we're all Christ spirited, 100%, what kind of church would we be? What would we achieve? What power would we have? Because when you pray for somebody, breakthrough must come over that person's lives. Healing must manifest and we, we all have the glory of God in us. So, so, excuse me, I'll say this again. You look at your intellect, your ability to reason and understand objectively. You look at your emotions, your feelings derived from, from your circumstances, your mood and your relationships with other people. You look at your fears the alarms that rise up and cause anxiety in your life, apprehension, fear that something bad or unpleasant might happen, your concerns, your despair, and your dismay. And you look at your passions, your powerful emotions. Your passions are your powerful emotions. What are they guided by? And then lastly, you're going to look at your creativity. Because God wants you to be creative. He says, I have plans for you. I want to prosper you. So prosperity comes with creativity. And I put gifts in you. And your gifts will open the way for you. So you must learn to be creative. There must be a spirit in you that teaches you to be creative. They want you to be. So, so God is saying, I want to give you a Christ spirit. And I've given you one. And I want you to 
Learn to live by that spirit. Now, this whole thing, if you can master that, it all builds up to our mental function, our awareness, our, our insight, our understanding, and our judgment. Isaiah 11, verse 1. This is what happened when, when, when God said to, to, to Satan, now, now I'm going to get my people back. I'm going to win my people back. I know they've lost something that is inside of them, but I'm going to put it back. And, and how I'm going to put it back, I'm going, to, I'm going to sacrifice my own son. I'm going to sacrifice my own son so that my people can receive that spirit again. But if my son comes on earth, he must show them how to function. He must, he must show them how to live in the spirit so they can follow. He must be a mentor. So, so Isaiah prophesied it. So let us look at Isaiah 11 verse 1 and 2. So in order for Christ to have been able to do all the things he did, he needed to be guided by a, a spirit. And God ordained the spirit in him and, and poured seven spirits on him. So he could be able to do the things he was assigned to do. So in Isaiah 11 verse 1 says, A shoot will come from the stump of Jesse. That means that person is going to come from, from the Jesse's tribe. From his root a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. Okay? The spirit of wisdom and of understanding. The spirit of counsel and of power. The spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. So those seven spirits will rest on him. That's how he's going to be able to make things happen. That's how he's going to be able to work against things coming against him. That's how he's going to be able to feel the passion he needs to feel. That's how he's going to be able to run with his emotions. That's how he's going to be able to run with the way he thinks every day. That's how he's going to be able to do the things he needs to do every day. He needs to be under those seven spirits. And, and we should follow suit. So we must understand that the anointing that, that was going to come on Jesus Christ was for breaking down yokes. He, he was going to break down yokes. He's going to, he's going to be able to break down every yoke. So I'm assigning you tonight that let's look at this because we're going to break down yokes. Ha, ah, come on. You see, everything that is holding you down must break in the name of Jesus. Everything that is working against you must break in the name of Jesus. Every door that is closed must break in the name of Jesus. Hunger must break in the name of Jesus. Insufficiency must break in the name of Jesus. Disease must break in the name of Jesus. God anointed Jesus with the seven spirits so that he can do the very thing. So why can't we follow him with the Christ in us? Why don't you believe you can break the yoke? Why do you cry instead of breaking the yoke? Why do you fall down instead of breaking the yoke? Where is the power? Because he was anointed with the spirit of power. Where is the power? The spirit of the Lord shall rest in him. Now, now, when the Spirit of the Lord is resting on you, it's permanent. It's not passing. It has come to rest. It has come to stay on you. So, so if, if God is for you, if God is on you, why are you crying? If God is for you, why, why do your emotions turn around? If God is for you, why have you got so many colors? 
Ah, don't want to talk today. Don't want to talk to. Ah, 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 not today. Not today. What's wrong with you today? What's in charge today? God gave him the spirit of wisdom. Now, wisdom is inventive thoughts, keen intelligence. God gave him that for him to be able to do what he was supposed to do. He needed that. You must pray for understanding. You must pray for wisdom. Inventive thoughts. See, uh, 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 COVID did something to us. When you looked up, you had to think. Because <laughs> when everything is easy, people don't think. But when things are tight, then we begin to think. Some people discovered who they are during COVID time. They discovered the things they could do during COVID time. Because you had to think and become creative at that time. So you could put food on your table. The spirit of understanding is related to perfection. We can never be perfect, but we can try to do things perfectly. To understand things and be perfect about everything. See, when you understand your partner, there's a perfection kind of attitude that comes between in your marriage. And people start saying, those people have got a good marriage. Not because there's no trouble in it, but because there's understanding that makes it look perfect. Understanding brings a certain level of perfection. When you understand how to do something, you do it the right way. Hear the spirit of counsel. Advice that gives you purpose. Advice that comes from the word of God that gives you purpose. That makes you wake up purposefully every day. Knowing that you've got, a, you've got an assignment about your own life. And you stop looking at the world and waving your cries to the world. But understand yourself so you can build yourself to become who you have to be. Something counseling you to give you purpose. Hear the spirit of mind, the spirit of power. Courage to battle, courage to be victorious. I refuse to fail. I'm going to stand up and fight my battles. I'm going to do something to be victorious. I refuse to give up. My faith does not fade. A spirit that guides you every day, a power that guides you every day, that's what was in Jesus. That's anointing that was in him. Imagine if Jesus gave up. Where would you be? If Jesus just one day decided to give up. I'm tired of these Jews. I give up. I can do whatever you want. I give up. He had a spirit of knowledge. A skill to achieve one's end. To, to, to be able to achieve the end of your goals, the things you desire to do, having the skill to, to run your life, to run your race and reach your end. Having this, you, you, don't, you, don't have to, you don't have to go to school, but, but God gives you a spirit that gives you the skills to take care of yourself so you can reach the goals you put for yourself. Going to school will be part of the power of the skill in you that makes you go to school because you want to reach, reach a certain destiny. The skill to be able to look at yourself and tell yourself, how am I going to get there? How am I going to do it? How am I going to get to where I want to get? Where do I start? Some people are so proud that they can't even see their start. And when we say, okay, start here. And you say, no, no, that's too low for me. I can't be doing that. It's too full. But, but you must know that it's a start. Because you know where you're going. You know where you want to go. You know what you want to do. 
I know a businessman who, who started by, by cleaning houses. He had a plan and the bank refused to give him money, but he knew you could put buckets in water and clean houses. And he registered a company to clean houses where he started him and his wife until they employed other people. That cleaning company is still running, but he's got to where he wants to get. Because the money from the buckets took him to where he wants to get. But every time somebody saw him carrying a bucket, they thought he was a failure. The spirit of knowledge, skill to achieve one's end. The spirit of fear of the Lord. To every day know that you have reverence, deep respect for God. Those were the seven spirits that made Jesus become the person he was. This is the seven spirit that made Jesus break yokes. Like he proclaimed in the book of, of Luke 4. 4.18 Let's just go to, to that scripture quickly. Look for 18. The spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind and to release the oppressed. The anointing was there for him. He was telling the church and, and he went, went into the church and took out the book of Isaiah and he read it to them and he told them that that, that scripture that, that I'm reading right now, it has been fulfilled. The anointing of the seven spirits is on me right now. And I'm going to do what, what I'm supposed to do because I've been anointed to do so. Let's go to verse 21. And he began to say to them, today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And I'm saying it again to you today that this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. The spirit of the Lord is upon you. Christ has passed it to you. The spirit of the Lord is upon you. And what is your purpose? What are you supposed to do? What are you going to do with the spirit that has been poured on you? Because he was reading from Isaiah 61. Let's go to Isaiah 61. He had opened the book of Isaiah. Isaiah 61. Let's go to verse 1. Up to verse 3. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me. To preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the broken hearted. He has sent me to. To, to bind up the broken hearted. To proclaim the freedom of the captives. And release them from darkness for the prisoners. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. The day of vengeance of, the, of our God. To, co to comfort all who mourn. And to provide for those who, give, who grieve in Zion. To bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes. The oil of gladness instead of mourning. And a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called ox of righteousness. A planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. The anointing. It was, it was as I was prophesying on what Christ was going to do. And Christ took it when he, when he opened the book and he proclaimed it. And he said this scripture is, is become alive today. Because as you hear it, it is on me now. And I'm anointed to do this to you. And I'm going to be working in this anointing. And, and the anointing shall fall upon you. Because I've come here to break yokes. I've come here to give you life that you lost again. And I've come here to give you that life abundantly. And I want you to 
know that the devil has come to kill and destroy, but I've come to give you a life. I've come to anoint you back into your position where the seven spirits must operate in you again. When you rise up in your house this morning, you must know the day is yours. No matter what is standing against you, the day is yours. I've anointed you to win the day because the seven spirits are upon you. So if your husband is not talking to you, don't worry about him. You must know the seven spirits are upon you. When your wife is not talking to you, don't worry about her. You must know that the seven spirits are upon you. When your boss is working against you, don't worry about him. You must know that the seven spirits are upon you. When life looks meek, when you open the cupboards and there's no food, you must know that don't worry about it. The seven spirits are upon you. Something is going to happen. Something is going to happen as long as the spirit of God is leading you for that day. Something is going to happen. It's going to take you somewhere. Because when the Spirit of God was leading him, he was, he, he was full of compassion. And he saw people who were hungry. And he asked them, I said, is there any food around here? They say, Master, there's no food. There's only five loaves of bread and two fish. And, and there's 55,000 people sitting here. 5,000 people sitting here with five loaves and two fish. And he said, because the Spirit of the Lord is leading me. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray. There's seven spirits upon me. There's something is going to happen. Something is going to happen. Tell you never something is going to happen in my life today. I say like Paul say something is going to happen in my life today. Say it again. Say something is going to happen in my life today. See, see, a yoke is going to be broken. 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 Something that is keeping you low, something that is keeping you arrested, is going to be broken in the name of Jesus. Why? Because you're going to resurrect the seven spirits that are inside of you. You're going to become like the Christ that is in you. Things must break and leave and, and you be the godly person that God wants you to be. You can never be perfect, but I said you must pass the test. So he said, I've come to give you good tidings. The Spirit of the Lord has anointed me for good news. Good news. And this season is about good news for you. He's come to heal the broken hearted. Every broken heart is going to be healed in the name of Jesus. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor, no more broken heart in me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No more broken. How, how can you break? How can your heart be broken when your heart has got blood and it's pumping and you walk in the in the church with a broken heart? Where is it broken from? Your heart is pumping and it's working and it's breaking. What spirit is trying to make you think your heart is broken? He says, liberty for the captive. Liberty for the captive. You know, when, you, when, when, when you're liberated, you're liberated. When you are free, you are free indeed. Opening of, of the prisons for those who are bound. Tell your neighbor, say, my prison door is opening. Uh, say, say, this 2022, my prison door, your prison door is opening. Your, your prison door, whatever, whatever shackle they put on you, whatever chains they put around you, well, how, and how much hard they like, try to lock up the door for you, it's going to open in the name of Jesus. It's going to open in the name of Jesus. See, see, you, when you go around in the bushes, I don't know, you must learn to pray somewhere. And just go somewhere and pray. Get out of your house and go and pray somewhere. And every time I, I went to the bushes to pray, I'd find places where Sangomas and other people pray and I'll see what they do. You see them having a picture that they've tied with, with, with I don't know what you call it in English, but like box of the tree. And it's tied up and there's, there's, there's beads around it. What for? I don't know. Uh, when you look at it, it's somebody's picture. And you think, what were they doing? What were they, what were they saying? What were they saying? One time when I was praying, I saw this man take off his clothes and, and put something on his waist because I was far. 
And whatever it was, I did not know what it was. And he was speaking. Then he took that thing, put it back in that wall and, and dressed up, got into his Mac and drove off. I went to that wall because I always carry anointing oil. And I looked at it and I poured anointing oil. And I declared that whoever was spoken about whatever he was doing let it be cancelled in the name of Jesus do you know how I know it was cancelled because I have faith do you know how I know it was cancelled because I believe if you believe whatever you ask in the name of Jesus it shall be done I just believed and I knew I said God it won't work where is he going whose daughter is he going to came the, the acceptable year of the Lord. This is your year. This is your year. If you believe this is your year, shout the big hallelujah. See, see, proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. I've come with an anointing that I'm going to pour on people and they're going to proclaim this is my year. This is my year. I proclaim it. The anointing is in me to proclaim it. This is my year. I might be going through trials and tribulations, but this is my year. I might not be having money in my pocket right now, but this is my year. My dream might not be unfolding, but this is my year. This is my year. I have not reached where I'm supposed to reach, but this is my year. This year is going to take me somewhere. Comfort those and comfort those and console those who mourn. To console them, comfort them, those who mourn. See, when, when, when my daughter came to tell us, one time she said, Pastor, no, she didn't say Pastor. She said, said Dad, I found somebody in my life that I think I want to have a life with. I said, really? He said, yes. I said, what's his name? He said, his name is Comfort. I said, that's, that's a profound name. I was telling my wife, that's a profound name. That's a prophecy. So, so I see my, my daughter is comfortable. Well, I don't know what happens in their house, but what I see is just comfort. And, and, and that, that prophecy, for me, is always bigger than what I see in the two of them. It's, it's how God, when something is proclaimed over your life, when God says, I've come to comfort you, when God says, I've come to counsel you, when God says, I've come to give you peace, if you receive it, the comfort comes in your life. You're comfortable when you're supposed to, to, to be crying. You're comfortable when you're supposed to be, to be angry. There's something that comforts you when you're supposed to be worrying. You find a spirit that just gives you comfort and you stop mourning because mourning is a pity party. I hope I won't get into trouble because of that. <laughs> Some things, these things just come. So, so the spirit of, sorry, comfort to console those who mourn, to give beautiful ashes. Everything that looks bent out is rebuilt. Everything that looks broken is rebuilt. Everything that looks like ashes becomes something different. People will ask, wasn't this thing broken or bent? Where did the beauty come from? Because the anointing has come to beautify the ashes. To give the oil of joy to the morning. So that instead of crying, there will be joy. To give garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Instead of you being heavy every day, you have a garment that, that is put on you in the morning when you pray and you find the heaviness disappears and suddenly you have joy. Suddenly you have the power to praise. Why? Because God wants you 
and, and, and tell Satan, look at my tree of righteousness. Look at my tree of righteousness. Its leaves will never go dry. Its roots are, 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 are rooted up in different streams that give us give it that power. The planting of the Lord's glory. See, because God wants to go around and say, look what I planted. Look what I planted. And that is who you are. Let's see what Paul said as we close. Let's go to Galatians 4 and in verse 1. Galatians 4 and verse 1. What am I saying is that as long as the heir is a child, he is not different from the slave, although he owns the whole estate. As long as, as long as, the, as, long as the, the heir is a child, <clears throat> as long as the heir is, is, is not mature enough to see what he owns, as long as they are a child, as long as they can't think and see an revelation of what, what has been given to them, they are no different from the slave. Although they have ownership of something, they don't know it and they're still in slavery. Verse 2. He is subject to guidance and trustees until the time set by his father. So, before the time comes, before the revelation comes, there's so many people guiding. So many people trying to be trustees of their lives. They, they have no ability to do what they can do for themselves. People are telling them how to do it, when to do it, where to do it, because they haven't discovered who they are. Verse 3. So also when we were children, we were in slavery under the basic principles of this world. So when we're not mature, the same thing happens to us. The powers of this world take over. They are our trustees. They keep us in slavery. They keep us bondage until we discover that no, no, no. We have the seven spirits of the Lord. We've been anointed just like Christ was anointed until we discover that we're no longer children but we're heirs. Verse 4. But when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of man, of woman, born under the law, verse 5, to redeem those under the law that we might receive the full rights of sons. That you must, you must, you must receive your sonship, you must receive your daughtership, the anointing. You must receive it so you're no longer a slave. Verse 6. Because you are sons, because you are sons and daughters, God sent the spirit, the seven spirits of his son into our hearts. He sent those spirits into your heart so you can become that power. The spirit who calls out Abba Father. Hey, so every time when you say Abba Father, the spirits are risen. When you say Abba Father, the spirits rise up. They begin to work. Why? Because there's a change now. You've discovered your sonship. Who are you calling? Your father. Abba Father has a power. Verse 7. So, so you're no longer a slave. But a son or a daughter. And since you're a son or a daughter, God has made you also an heir. Now you know what you own. Now you know what you possess. Now you know how to do things. Because you've been anointed. 
You've been made an heir. You, you, you've been made an heir through Christ. So how many heirs do we have in this house this morning? If you know you're an heir of God, just stand up with me this morning. Hallelujah. We're going to pray. The heirs are going to pray. And change is going to come. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I confess and I prophesy. Change is about to come in my life because of the anointing that is in me. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Some of you can't even feel it yet. Some of you, you can't even believe it yet. But the Bible has told you that you are anointed. You don't need a pastor. You are anointed. You don't need a man of God to come and tell you you are not anointed or anointed. You are anointed. God chose you like that. God has made you like that. No one can take it away from you. You are anointed. From the beginning, God anointed you for a purpose. And you are anointed. So the things you desire are in your mouth. The things you desire are in your heart. You are anointed. The seven spirits upon you when you pray above father abba father abba father abba father when you pray there's an anointing and that anointing this morning is going to break a yoke someone here to this morning we're going to have a testimony about what you're going to pray about because it shall come to pass because you're going to pray in a faith you've never had before because it's going to come to pass the desires the things you want to break they're going to break the anointing was there to break the yoke the anointing was there to bring good news good tidings to the poor the anointing was there to Man, the broken hearted, the anointing was there to break down prison walls and open doors. The anointing was there, and the anointing is on you. It's going to do the same when you pray, it's going to do the same when you declare. How did the anointing work for Jesus? He spoke it, he declared it upon people. He told them, Your eyes are open, and their eyes will open. He said it, and you're going to say it with your mouth. Jeremiah said, I'm glad because the Lord has put his word in my mouth, and then the word within my mouth, I'm going to pray and speak. I have the power to build I have the power to plant I have the power to destroy I have the power in me through the word of God that has been put in me how many of you have have a, a voice inside of you so use your voice this morning use your faith this morning because you're gonna break the ox say my father my God Abba father Oh, say with power. Say, because I feel something shaking when you begin to pray in faith. Say, my father, can you feel them turning around for you? Say, my father, can you feel your voice reaching heaven? Say, my father, Abba, father, can you see God looking down on you with a smile? Because you made him turn around. Say, my father, my God, I declare. And acknowledge that I'm spiritually graduating this morning from being a slave to the things of this world to being a son if you're a daughter say daughter let's say it again say my father my God I declare and acknowledge that I'm being spiritually graduated this morning from being a slave to the things of this world to being a son of the most high God I'm no longer under guidance demonic stewards because my God appointed me and my God has appointed my time right now this is my season I release my life from being in bondage under the elements of this world I release my life in the name of Jesus the fullness of my time has come my Redeemer spirit is working in me on me and around me right now today I recognize and I receive my adoption as a son and I become a son 
indeed you have sent forth your spirit of sonship into my heart and I receive it and right now I'm crying out Abba Father Abba Father Abba Father I'm no longer a slave so raise up your voice begin to pray what you want to desire begin to pray the seven spirits are on you begin to pray it begin to declare it what is it that has to happen in your life prophesy it speak it proclaim it raise up your voice and proclaim it if you don't want your neighbor to hear you god has given you an anointing to pray in tongues pray it out in tongues declare it my father my god in the name of jesus your children today my father let the every yoke that is upon their necks be broken in the name of jesus today my father they receive the anointing of the seven spirits upon them my father in the name of jesus they can do all things through christ that is giving them the power right now my father in the mighty living name of jesus i declare my father you are god in their lives right now in the power of the nature of the holy ghost the spirit of the lord is resting on them right now the spirit of wisdom is resting on them right now the spirit of understanding is resting on them right now the spirit of counsel is resting on them right now the spirit of power is resting on them right now the spirit of knowledge is resting upon them right now the spirit of the fear of the lord is sitting upon them right now and they shall conquer the world because you've anointed them with great power in the mighty living name of jesus all things shall fall away every altar that is speaking against them is being silenced right now every assignment of satan is stopping right now in the mighty living name of jesus chains are broken right now in the mighty living name of jesus the anointing is upon them right now in Jesus' name father we pray you're healing them healing them spiritually physically mentally you're healing them thank you jesus abba father who art in heaven we hallow your name we hallow your name amen thank you jesus